Okay, so imagine this. You are a content creator. You have an Instagram account with 172,000 followers. You have high engagement rates. People are commenting your every single photo like crazy. You are working as a model. You are Spanish. You live in Barcelona. Uh, you make 10,000 uh, euros per month. And people are actually talking to you, like, um, you know, giving you proposal for a date. Uh, celebrities are writing to you, you know, making uh, collaboration proposals. Uh, and you live a happy life. And now imagine this. You are not real. You are actually created by an agency and you are AI. <laughs> Can you imagine? You simply do not exist. But everything else is true. Hi, and welcome to The Wired Wisdom. Here we talk about today's digital marketing and tomorrow's AI innovations. Each episode of this podcast offers insights, trends, and tips for leveraging AI in your marketing strategy. Making this podcast the must-listen for marketers, tech enthusiasts, and business innovators. My name is Jan, and I will be your host today. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the second episode of The Wired Wisdom. Today, I will be speaking about moral and ethical codes in AI. I want to share with you my own experience. I will give you a few, few examples, uh, you know, about uh, AI. I will talk about jobs that are and industries that are highly impacted by by AI. And also, I will mention the AI Act, uh, which is coming or actually is already in uh, in the signing in European Union. So, as you pro- probably already know, uh, I actually work with digital marketing for for some time. Uh, I actually started uh, in 2016. Uh, when I left the the corporate world and you know uh, left the corporate position uh, in 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 you know in a job in a company, so I decided to to explore you know the world beyond uh, the corporations and start some, something something mine you know like to to see uh, how can I do. Uh, the first thing uh, I actually did was uh, I created the first website in 2016 actually so it's seven almost eight years ago. Uh, on WordPress, right? So, so I actually, you know, built it up in a couple of months, and uh, and actually, I discovered my my passion for for web development and web design, which was pretty rare uh, in that time, because, you know, in 2016, uh, bloggers and and people were using either a platform or uh, they tried to try to code their sites, you know, with some coding knowledge. But in general, um, the website development and you know. It's it was not there. Uh, it was not there at that at that time. So uh, the job uh, actually the the first uh, website was was online for for around six months when I decided like okay let's let's explore this a little bit you know further. Uh, I discovered my passion for food, mm, food photography as well. So I said to myself like okay let's let's you know try this. Uh, in, in a different way. So I created a food blog called Taste is Yours. Uh, today the blog is, you know, focusing on Polish and Slovak and Czech or in general Eastern European recipes, but that's, that's not the case. So I created the, the food blog, right? Uh, the blog took over in, in the second year, uh, you know, the first two years it was growing very slowly, mostly from Pinterest and, you know, social media like Instagram and, and Facebook. And in the third year, uh, actually, it it you know grew pretty nicely in organically from from you know Google and and search engines, right? So 
Then when I opened my digital agency uh, in 2020, the food blog went, you know, to to the actually on a shelf, right? So I shelved the project and I put like mm, less than 10 hours per year. <laughs> Just listen to this. 10 hours per year, actually, when I opened the food blog, ran some updates and, uh, you know, that was it. So I haven't created uh, new content uh, and, you know, I stopped working on it. Uh, this year, uh, actually, it was all in springtime, around spring, uh, I started to work with three other food bloggers. You know, they are having uh, their own food blogs, they create photography, you know, like uh, they write recipes and so on. When I saw how much time and effort they put into creating a recipe, making nicely, you know, uh, laid uh, images and, you know, mm, working the ass off, uh, you know, in scheduling content on social media like Instagram or Pinterest and so on. I said to myself, like, come on, we are living in 2023, almost 24, and uh, there is like dozens of, you know, platforms and tools which can, you know, speed up this work. So you actually do not need to create content in a way that you used to do in the past. So I said to myself, like, okay, what about restarting my food blog and doing this case, you know, like doing a case study? Uh, so in September, actually in already in end of August, I changed the layout of the web blog, uh, of the food blog. So uh, that was actually the, the fastest website I'd ever built. Uh, so I changed the, you know, the theme uh, and everything, and it was done in 24 hours, which was, you know, like incredible. Yeah, like if you know how websites are built, building one in 24 hours is actually a pretty nice achievement. So thank you to me uh, and to my knowledge, right? <laughs> uh, okay, so. I said to myself, okay, we have a new layout, uh, and what's next? How to create content? So uh, I took my knowledge from copywriting, you know, food photography, food blogging, and said that, okay, I will create content only with AI. Yeah, you, you hear it, right? I decided to create content only with AI. So even the food images, the recipes, and everything that I publish on my food blog is AI content so but just uh, so we know i decided also to have some rules right uh, so the food must be based on real data or every recipe needs to you know be fact checked uh, and the image created in the mid journey uh, this is a tool i'm using so the every single image needs to reflect the real food you know, the, you know, sometimes uh, it's pretty hard to actually create, I don't know, a uh, pork shoulder in a, you know, cranberry sauce. But uh, if you know how to do it and if you use the, uh, you know, the correct prompts, it will actually happen. So so majority of the images, not majority, but actually 99% of the images is actually highly reflecting the, the real dishes. So uh, only in September, I published 29 pieces of, uh, of content. So, you know, uh, just to compare, normally you would actually, you would actually, uh, you know, publish one recipe, maybe two recipes per week. So creating 29 recipes in four weeks uh, is actually crazy, right? So just so we know, in the last 10 weeks, so September, October and half of November, I created almost 70 recipes, which is like a job I would be doing for two or three years in, uh, you know, real life. So, yeah, uh, 70 recipes 
in total 30 in September. And how does it work? You know, uh, in the first four weeks, I doubled the traffic on my food blog. So it was, you know, having two and a half thousand views per month. Now it's on five. And the organic visibility, organic means that people are coming from Google to my site, you know, searching for a recipe and they clicking through. So, uh, you know, to my blog, organic visibility improved four times, which is unbelievable, right? Like taking in into, you know, consideration that uh, I invested less than 100 hours into this project and I already see results. Lastly, I actually make money on it because I enabled Google AdSense, right? So I have, um, you know, ads all over the food block. So it actually brings money uh, and those money are pretty okay. Uh, not millions and not, you know, coconuts, but uh, yeah, uh, there is something, you know, uh, dripping slowly into into my wallet. Uh, it's actually pretty, pretty awesome, right? So, uh, so far, so good, right? Uh, you're still with me here. Uh, I mentioned my, my case uh, with AI content, right? And now let's talk a little bit about the, the AI model I, I mentioned earlier. So uh, recently, just a few days ago, uh, I discovered uh, that there is an agency called the Clueless AI. Uh, they are Spain-based. I think they actually in Catalonia, in Barcelona. Uh, they decided to actually create an AI model. Uh, looks like a real person, right? You can go to Instagram and uh, look for Aitana Lopez or uh, Fit Aitana, uh, and you you can see it by by yourself, right? Uh, she really looks like like a real a real person. So. Uh, the agency got bored with, uh, you know, managing uh, several real models and, and clients and, you know, not keeping deadlines and so on. So they said to themselves, like, okay, let's let's do something else. Let's do something different, right? So in a couple of months, that account has really now 172,000 followers. It's, uh, it's amazing. You know, I'm working my ass off and I'm growing one follower per week with my content and she has 172,000 and she's fake and she's like real, like not real. She's AI, like, come on. <laughs> That's incredible. And you know what is the even more crazy? That she makes 10,000 euros monthly. This is the amount of money she brings to the agency. Like now imagine you have 10 AI models. You have every entity, every language, every part of the world covered, and you, you know, like multiply this amount of money. So 10 models multiplied by 10, it's 100,000 euros. I know that it's, you know, not exponential, so it will not grow uh, exactly the, the way I describe. Just to give you context, it actually uh, is pretty awesome, right? Monetizing AI in a way uh, that I do on my food blog is one thing, but creating a fake person and making money on that is even more crazy. Like, uh, you know, celebrities are, are DMing uh, Aitana and, uh, you know, asking her, you know, for, for a collaboration. Like, people are commenting. You can read through the comments. They are talking to, real, like, to a real person, like, inviting for her for dates. Like, you know, like, come on. Uh, and she's not real. And she's replying or actually not replying uh, because she doesn't know that other people are existing, actually. There is actually a song, uh, Aitana, Aitana, uh, somewhere I have heard. Uh, I, th I think it's uh, actually Polish, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, so, you know, AI content is everywhere. 
we cannot stop it. Uh, you know, it's like uh, trying to stop a steam engine 100 years ago or electricity, you know, 150 or 60 years ago. Uh, it will not happen. AI will be here with us from now on uh, and we should get used to it, right? Uh, the question is how we can uh, differentiate the content, how we can make sure that the content we read, the content we see is actually real or, or marked, you know, like okay, this is AI content, this is human content, like, mm. there must be a way how to how to check it, right? So one of the tools uh, I'm using for double checking the content I create is called Originality AI. Uh, this tool allows you to, to, you know, quickly check if the content is AI generated or not. And also we can check the plagiarism, right? So, um, meaning that you can check if that content is somewhere uh, out, you know, on other website or, or is um, a pretty unique one mm. created by AI uh, and it has only one version, which is yours. So Originality AI can help you with this one. Uh, and I believe that uh, sometimes it's worth to double check if content created by ChatGPT, for example, is, is unique or is fake or is, you know, tripled or uh, there is... 15 another uh, blog post exactly written uh, or written exactly like yours, right? So, mm, you know, having duplicate content uh, is one of the showstoppers when you are trying to build any online presence. Google, uh, you know, will penalize you uh, not maybe in a week, but uh, long term uh, is actually doesn't make sense to have uh, plagiarized or duplicate content on, on your site. So it's better to double check. Originality AI works pretty well. Uh, the only downside is that actually it can flag uh, as an AI content the content which you wrote. I did the test on my uh, on my food blog. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it actually said uh, correctly like uh, this content is AI generated. But also when I copy pasted uh, you know other recipes which were created by me, they were also flagged as AI. Not maybe in ninety nine percent or one hundred percent, but but still eighty percent AI. Uh, you know, on a content that was written uh, by me, uh, actually doesn't make sense. So so be careful with the with the results, and when you use originality AI, make sure that uh, the content uh, you know is is written well. So uh, adjust it. You know, uh, fact check uh, your blogs and recipes and social media posts, whatever you create with AI. Uh, because this is what makes sense. And also yesterday uh, I have heard that, uh, that Google is now showing many, many, many AI images uh, in a search and people are already complaining like, uh, okay, but how do we know that this is uh, this image is fake or this image is uh, AI generated? So uh, mm, in my opinion, soon we will have, you know, when you open a Google and you search for something or, you know, there will be a tab saying AI content, then, uh, you know, it will be differentiated and it will be, you know, organized differently than the human-based content. So uh, you will have two results. One is human result and the second one is, uh, you know, AI content. Google is trying to, you know, or testing uh, search-generated uh, content uh, already in states. Uh, but but that's not there yet. Uh, that's something else because uh, you know on one side you can have ten links or links you know organic uh, on a Google when you search for something, 
and then you can generate the answer, you know, with Google Bart, for example, or, uh, you know, uh, other other tools like ChatGPT. But what I mean is to differentiate the content. So there will be, you know, really tabs saying, this is human, this is AI, you can choose what you want to, what you want to read or see, right? And speaking about, you know, fake content and uh, AI, you know, models and uh, AI recipes, Mm -hmm. Let's speak now about a new tool uh, called tenweb.io, uh, uh, which came to my attention um, this morning. Uh, this tool allows you to to build a website in, in minutes. It's AI-based, it's pretty fast, um, pretty simple, and, uh, you know, has a pretty nice pricing, so it will not break your bank, right? Uh and everyone who would like to create or who wants to create a website can do it now in, in a minute, right? So the the only downside of, of this uh, 10Web.io tool is that it actually can replace web developers like like myself, right? So I made a living uh, in the past two years. I built around 20 websites for clients uh, and also for myself. Uh, and now there is a tool which, you know, can, uh, is promising you, um, you know, like building a website in minutes. It can be a normal landing page. It can be a complicated website uh, with many uh, sub pages, or it can be an e-commerce store, right? Uh, which you, when you build it now, you need to buy a theme. You need to, you know, uh, have some design uh, and UX actually knowledge, right? Uh, so we need to test the features. You need to pay for hosting, uh, pay for uh, certificates, you know, SSL, and, and, and you make your website uh, look nice and make it fast, right? With 10Web.io, you do not need to know anything, right? You just insert the prompt. Uh, you say like, okay, I would like to create a website uh, for, you know, or e-commerce store uh, selling uh, blue t-shirts uh, from alpaca cotton, uh, let's say. And and you actually have it in a, in a minute. And when you buy the premium feature, which uh, Tenweb.io actually uh, has, uh, you can... Mm actually speed it up uh, and get the page speed results above 90. At least this is what they are promising. I haven't tested yet, uh, but this is on my list and, uh, and I will double check it. But coming back to the first actually point uh, I made, like, will this tool replace humans and, you know, web developers? Like, what's the where is the line? Like, uh, on one side, I am creating AI content and AI recipes. I do not need to, you know, buy the food, I do not need to cook it, I do not need to spend hours of making, you know, and styling it up with the props and, you know, like uh, lightning and so on. I just, uh, you know, go to mid-journey, uh, give it, you know, like prompts and uh, and I have the image in, uh, created in a couple of minutes. So uh, on the other side, there are tools already replacing me. Like, okay, uh, so where is the line? Like how, how to, you know, like manage this all AI and this is actually the last part I want to speak uh, about today are the moral codes in in the in AI. Like, you know, on one side we are using tools. On other side, AI is already used in a, you know, military uh, world. They are AI drones, you know, like attacking um, targets and, and so on. But yeah, that's really crazy. On the third side, uh, I just read a study where, when, uh, you know, like, which confirms that one in five employed people in United States is already highly exposed to AI, meaning that one in five person uh, or people will soon lose the job to AI. 
so will be replaced by AI. And you know, those jobs are mathematicians, uh, web designers, you know, writers and authors, copywriters, proofreaders, you know, translators, like accountants, like everything. Um, all of these jobs can be replaced, you know, by AI tomorrow. You know, all full industries can be replaced, like data analysts, like, you know, manufacturing, proofreading, and even doctors, because, you know, when you have, you know, the basic uh, medical, uh, actually, advice can be done via AI, right? So this is like, you know, crazy out there. Like, uh, yeah, AI tools are popping up daily. There is many, many tools, but uh, we need to do something, something about it, and we need to, you know, keep in in, in hands, like somehow, you know, to to manage uh, the AI. And uh, also, you know. I mentioned already that AI will stay with us. Uh, it's not something will will go out. Uh, there is no point to you know lock yourself in Siberia and say like, oh, I don't want to expose myself to AI. I hate AI. You know, like oh, but no. What I'm saying is, use AI, leverage the technology because it can save you time. It can help you earn money if you know how. Uh, but for that, for that, you need to stay human, right? You need to keep your social skills uh you know and then you know like uh, learn social skills if there is something you are missing either communication either you know like meeting people or or so on and most importantly stay creative right this is something ai cannot do yeah chatgpt can give you ideas but those are not creative that's mathematical you know like a formula which is based on uh some kind of code zero one zero one zero one that's it this is how uh, actually, you know, ChatGPT works. It has uh, mathematical reasoning uh, and creates content based on patterns, but it's not creative. Creative job is something we need to, you know, do. Uh, we need to create campaigns. We need to, you know, like uh, create uh, creative jobs. We need to find a way how to use the technology and, you know, like really stay creative. In that way, we can keep our jobs, right? Uh we can do that. Why not? We just need to rebrand ourselves. We need to, you know, figure out and and look for for new solutions uh, and for for new directions. I'm already, you know, um, you, you see, I'm already recording podcast because, uh, yeah, AI can help me. Uh, I already did that a couple of years ago. I created my first AI podcast for for my online magazine, but that was not it. It was not me, you know, talking to you like now. So um, I need to stay creative. I need to, you know. Uh, when I talk to clients and when I create trainings, right, that's something uh, I still need to, you know, to put into that project. I need to, you know, um, be social, right? <laughs> Creating a webinar, recording it, putting it on YouTube and then, uh, you know, not speak to, to people is something different. When you do uh, online consulting or online training, you need to stay, you know, creative and also you need to stay human, right? That's uh, the basic. So not everything can be replaced fortunately for us and also uh there are tools in a uh, in progress or actually uh laws in progress um which uh, are coming from european union they they recently signed an, an ai act this ai act is actually the first uh mm, privacy and uh, you know like transparency law in the world uh and it will help us you know to keep the 
the boundaries, you know, or keep AI within some boundaries and within some frame. So, you know, people who are using AI uh, are protected. They are not misusing AI, you know, to to do frauds and, you know, like, uh, and so on. So I believe that uh, keeping and, you know, some morality or moral codes in AI and working with AI, as I do with my food blog, you know, those three rules I mentioned earlier, it's very important, you know, like uh, faking it all doesn't make sense. That content is like, you know, fake. Uh, and, and people will soon recognize it, right? Uh, so what makes sense is to, you know, focusing on the things we can influence, which is which is us as humans. So, yeah, that's it for today. Uh, I hope you, you like this episode uh, about, you know, uh, other opinion and other view on uh, on AI than, than in the first one when we spoke more about about tools and, and so on. So uh, thank you uh, for the listening. For the next week, I will be exploring new AI-related uh, and digital marketing-related topics. And stay safe and uh, ciao.